But uh, but hey, welcome, welcome back, everybody! Episode two of the Manxiety Podcast with Mick Thomas, Corey Brooks, Corey Brooks. First of all, before we go any further, uh, big thank you to every the, the response for the first episode. The response was great. The so response nice. was fantastic. I keep so checking nice. the numbers. Um, I have OCD with that lately. Oh, you do? Oh, it's it's just a great feeling to know that we're touching people out there without touching people. I know what you mean. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, <laughs> um, Touching the hearts of people out there. Uh, it's pretty cool. And, and all the feedback I've been getting on my end. I know you've been getting a lot of yeah, great feedback a lot. as well. I've been getting a lot on mine. Uh, people people are, are uh, being... You can hear me okay? Yeah. So I thought I felt I kicked the wire, but it's nope, fine. we're good. Um, but yeah, it, it's so, so thank you, everybody. And, you know, we're on YouTube. We're on wherever you get your podcast from. Um, if you want to look at our two dumb faces on YouTube, you can head over there. Check it out. Um, but yeah. So, uh, and again, the the... the, the premise of our podcast is is a man's id it is a men it is a men it is a pro-men podcast for men's mental health it's not anti-women it is pro-men yes but uh we do welcome the ladies on as listeners and maybe you guys can listen uh learn something uh maybe give us our feedback now you do we set up an email address for people we do we do have an email address for us it is email us at i have that is email us at anxiety i have anxiety.com so you have to say email us or you're it's, telling them it's telling us. them that is that is the name of it email us okay and so, i have anxiety.com right, you said just email us i'm like all right I'm no, I, do that. I, I knew that's what the effect it was going to have but okay. i figured that would be a great so thing the just email to, is email us at manxiety.com. and i have manxiety.com all right. So if you have any questions, send them to me. I just, again, finished this week. I still didn't get my actual credentials uh, this week yet. So All I, right. I, so I'm going to hit stop record. We'll see you guys next. No. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And just like everything, you and I are not doctors. No. Uh, and anything we say on this episode um, is our personal opinion. A lot of it is backed up with, with uh, actual facts that has been researched. And uh, like I said, I am a qualified counselor, but I just haven't got any of my credentials yet to wave about so uh if you are in trouble in any way whatsoever uh please please reach out to your doctor to uh especially with the episode we'll talk about today it might be a little bit triggering for a lot of people yes um reach out to you can contact the suicide hotline or number below oh you do that you've been yes, the number come up put the number below of course just, wow let's see i'm way out of my league uh number down below uh <laughs> And also, you know what's what's a big one, which I didn't know, which I never, not that I didn't know, but I never would have done. I mean, 911, 911 is a perfect, perfect number you can call also. Yeah. All those people over here are trained to deal with. So if you're in yourself in any trouble, and especially look at this time of year is a, is a, is a hard time of year for a lot of people. It is the Christmas week. It is the Christmas week. It's the, you know, it is a very tough time. People buying gifts, have to buy gifts for people, um, people out there trying to do the best they can for their kids. You know, you see yeah. all, and all that all the time. There's a lot of, uh places that you can go to to get help with that you know free toy drives and stuff like that and food drives and yeah a lot of people put themselves under pressure this time yeah. of year for uh you know to try to keep up with their, their kids demands yeah uh <laughs> which are getting you know they get bigger as the kid gets bigger yeah stop them just stop yeah. them in their tracks that's it uh so the episode i want the thing i want to talk about today was just checking there okay the thing i want to talk about today was was uh the documentary about kevin hines i mentioned it briefly last week 
You did. And I, I was able to see uh, 20 minutes of it. It was actually a hard documentary to find. And Amazon okay. pulled it, believe it or not. Okay. So I, I don't know why. There's, there could be underlying reasons why they pulled it. Or maybe he just pulled it off of that platform. I'm not sure. Right. But I did see 20 minutes of it. Even the 20 minutes of that documentary um, was very compelling. It's very uh, touching. It's, very, it's a very wild story what he went through. Yeah, and even, through, through the first 20 even if you watch on, like you said, on you go to YouTube, type in his name, Kevin Hines, H-I-N-E-S, not H-Y. Um, you know, you'll get, you will get the whole gist of the story and a message behind it. Yeah. But if you want to dive deeper, obviously, I, I, I can't remember. I don't know where you find the full episode now if Amazon took it down. Yeah. But, um, but by all means. So what did you, if I not, not to put you on the spot, but what did you get from it? Should, do you want to tell the story? So there was, it was this gentleman and I'm not, I can't remember his age at the time that okay. he did this. Okay. So he actually jumped off of the Golden Gate Bridge and miraculously survived. Right. Um, which is wild enough. Which is over 200 feet. It's insane. Yeah. It's over 200 um, feet. Insane that he, he wasn't paralyzed from the fall. Right. Um, but he, he had, um, massive regret from it. From yeah. doing so. And even the mark that it left on his father, because in the, in the first 20 minutes, you get to see, you know, him tell the story about how he did it. And these are, these are the points that stuck with me. Right. Um, and him being in the hospital and waking up out of the, out of the coma, I guess that he was in and apologizing nonstop. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm mm -hmm. sorry. I'm sorry. And his father walks in and sees him on that. And he's apologizing to his father. And the father's like, no, I'm sorry. Right. You know, which brings back to what we spoke about last week on how, you know, when you, you do an act like that, how it, no matter what note or anything you leave, the people you leave behind are always going to think it's their fault. Um, and I also was very, I know he ended up getting diagnosed with bipolar syndrome, right? which played a part, which I'm sure you'll mm -hmm. touch more on. Um, and it was also crazy to me because in his sophomore year, he was like the top wrestler, always coming in, smiling, all that stuff. And the next year, it just completely changed. Right. You know, so it's not something that you necessarily carry your whole life. It can, your mind can constant, I don't know. Um, but I think you should, you should touch on the subject a little bit more because I, I unfortunately didn't get a chance to, to watch the whole documentary as you did. Well, well, what, what did it for me, the, the longer version of what, and you basically told what happened on it, but the, the more detailed version of the story, and I'll tell the story quickly. Well, not quickly. I'll tell the story respectfully. And then I'll go back over the things that, like you just said, what kind of his father, right? His father right. saying he was sorry. And that kind of, that's what, what, um, uh, uh, was that stayed with you. I can't even think of words to that. Uh, so he got, he got up in the morning and he knew he was going to do it. Right. And he walked into his father's bedroom and yep. he, his dad was like, Kevin, are you okay? And he was like, yeah, I'm fine. He goes, you sure? And he goes, yeah, I'm fine. And he said, all right. Well, I'm, I love you and if, I'm here if you need me. And he walked out the door. Um, he got on the bus to go to the Golden Gate Bridge. And on the bus, he was crying. He was nervous. He was terrified. Um, there was people making fun of him on the bus. Like, kind of, this guy fucking pissing and moaning, right? Right. And then he went to get off the bus and he stopped at the edge of the bus. Um, and the driver said, can you just get off the bus, please? You're holding up my whatever. So he got off the bus. So before I go any further, that part there is what broke my heart the most because he went looking for help. Right. Right. He went looking for help and he didn't know how to ask for it. And that's what fucking depression does to you, man. You don't feel worthy of help. 
right? So right. you walk into a room and he wanted his dad to just stop him without telling. Now, of course, you can never do that, right? You right. can't, you don't know what's going on. Like you said, he's always smiling. He's, he was, you know, he had everything going for him. He was champion. He was, a, you know, uh, wrestler. Um, he was an athlete, popular kid. So he had everything going for him. But the part, that's the part. So he was on the bus saying that he wanted somebody on that bus to just ask him, was he okay wow. to stop him? So it's like he almost knew he didn't want to do it, but he knew he had to do it. And that's, that's the messed up thing. That's when you like the voices in your head right. take over, right? And, and when you hear a voice in your head, right, which again, I'll get into some of my personal experience. They're not like, it's not a, people when you hear that, like oh, the voices told me, you're like, oh, this person's crazy. He's hearing voices. That's not what people mean. At least from my experience, it's not like you hear weird, wacky. It's not Bane. Right. Make, don't drop off the bridge. You know what I mean? It's not like, you're a bad man. <laughs> you think doctors are your ally. You merely adopted the doc. I was born. Whatever. Um, uh, it's, they're not the voices you hear. The right. voices are, you're useless. The voices are, just go ahead and do it. And for him, that voice was saying to him, nobody gives a shit. Because his dad sent him away, even though his dad gives a shit. The people on the bus, they just had no idea. Right. And he thought that if he stopped at that, bu- at that step, and said to the driver, like he didn't say anything to the driver, he just assumed the driver would go, yeah, th- 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 let me stop this guy from doing it. He's about, yeah. he doesn't look right. The driver didn't, didn't, didn't know, give didn't a connect. shit. The driver's going through the motions of his own life. Right. Right. He's a bus driver. No disrespect for anybody that takes the bus in America, at least, because in other countries, <coughs> the buses, you know, different type of people ride the bus all right, the time. Right. But usually in America, it's kind of a different level of, you know, it's not that many business people take the bus. Right. right? It's usually, uh, but whatever. So, um, so the bus driver's probably used to just dealing with, you don't know if it was the end of the day, the end of his shift, maybe he did the night shift. This is the first bus in the his last bus of the, it was the first bus in the morning, but it was his last bus of his shift. Right. So in his head, he just assumed, not assumed, but he hoped that the bus driver would go, yep. Hey man, are you okay? Right. So that's the part that broke my heart. Do you know what I mean? That yep. the fact that he wants, but he's like, All right, I'm here now. I might as well go ahead and do it. Which Nobody is crazy cares. because that also shows you, as I, as I was talking about his father going and apologizing, because you don't know if he was younger and the father was like, be a man, be tough, yeah. Barry, don't cry, don't do that. He was a wrestler, right. right? Right. So that shows you that he was afraid to sit. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's not everybody, but he was afraid to ask for help because it's been instilled right. in him since he was a, a, a young man. Right. And he's in shape. Right? Right? And he's in shape. He's in shape. So he, and, he gives off yeah. the, the, the traditional air quotes uh kind of like what a man looks like right right a big tough man right because he's got muscles on he's got you know what i mean he's right a, he's an athlete but this is got, always the same size for right. everybody yeah, of course that's you know that your brain is is your brain and and it's like i said like i said last week you walk with a limp mm-hmm. someone would tell you get that fixed right but right nobody knows what's going on inside your head exactly so that was the part that killed me so then he went up he he he, he put his hand on on the railing of the spot he took a few steps back, he ran, and he jumped over the railing, right? Now, he fell 200, over 200 feet to the water, which is like hitting concrete, and he shattered his... He landed feet first, right? Feet first. He shattered his legs. Again, I hope I'm not remembering that wrong. He broke his leg, and he definitely shattered something in his spine. Yep. Right? So he started to sink because he was full of... His, he's wearing work boots, which fill up a water quick. So he went 70 feet down under the water and he swam straight up with the use of no legs because the second he jumped and this is the part that 
This is why this story is so important for people to watch. If you're going through a bad time or if you've got someone in your family that you think is going through a bad time, that's why this story is so important to watch is because the second his fingers left the railing, what did I do? Like I made right. a mistake. And the yep. whole way down, he prayed. He said, I'm sorry, God, I made a mistake. I don't want to die. And he said it as many times it takes him to say that. By the time he hits the water, shattered something in his spine, his legs are broke, and he swam to the top 70 feet back to the surface saying it the whole time i'm sorry god i made a mistake i'm sorry god i don't, I don't want to die i'm sorry god i don't want to die people were looking over the bridge obviously people stopped and saw what right. was going on and the part which was kind of cool which if you're if you are religious or if you have yep. some sort of faith in your life i'm not saying i don't i'm not saying i do i'm not saying any of that stuff um is that he felt something did you see that part where he felt something slimy against him no i missed that i right. must so have he oh. he's drowning he can't comes up for his breath yep God, I don't want to die. I'm sorry. Goes right back under. Pulls himself up again. He's getting heavier. Right. He's getting more tired. People are looking at him. He knows he's going to go under. So as he's in the water trying to come back up, come back down, come back up, come back down. He's trying to stay afloat. Every time he's asking God to help him, he feels something slimy against him. Okay. And he's like, shit, now I'm going to get fucking eaten by a shark on top of all this. Right. Because it's shark infested, shark infested water, San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Of course. Not infested, right? That was, one of, there, the, yeah, yeah. that was one of the reasons why a lot of people didn't swim from Alcatraz. Right. Because of the sharks, sharks, right? So, uh, so he said he felt this thing slimy against him. He's like, ah, I'm going to eat by a shark. It turned out this thing was circling, kept circling and circling, which created a kind of a va and kind of was able to keep him afloat. Right. Really? And it was a sea lion. That is wild. And the sea lion that, kept him afloat. Pretty... Yeah. The sea lion kept him afloat. And he didn't make this up. Because people were up on top looking down at him. Right. Right? So the sea lion kept him afloat. And the Coast Guard came, got him out straight to the hospital. And that's when his dad came in. And his dad, you know, he said, Dad, I'm sorry. And his dad was like, no, Kevin, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, so then his dad promised him everything was going to be fine. A year later to the date, they go back, right? They go back. They, they um, go to a police station, right? Where right. I guess where they helped him. And they took a flower from the, the, the police memorials outside, the yep. cops memorial. And he went back to the bridge and his dad said, where's the place you jumped? Show me the exact same place. So he brought him to the exact same spot. And he said, you want to drop this flower? And this is the end of, this is going to be the end of it. And we're, you know, it's just a way of putting closure on it. We're going to move forward. And so they, he held out the flower. He mm -hmm. said it was, I think it was a, a purple one with golden. Yeah, it was purple and gold. The reason I remember that because like Wexford colors, my hometown. And uh, he said he dropped the flower. And he said, when the flower hit the water, right, this like ripple effect obviously happened. Right. And he said, the sea line popped right back up like two feet from it. That's, which is, oh, that's wild. again, you might sit there home like that sounds like shit. shit. Whatever you want to say. That's yep. whatever you want to say. It's a, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful part to the story. And, uh, Very. you know, and there's just so much to be learned from, from, from his story. Right. It's just uh, like, even that 20 minutes, it was mind opening, um, you know, and, and it just as i said it hurt, it hit me when the father went in because it's like me and you're a father as well sure it puts in perspective maybe some of the things i have a four-year-old and mm -hmm. what i tell him it's like you don't you don't want him to be over babyish i guess you don't yeah. want to cry over every little thing right but you also want to tell him it's fine to express his emotions you know and especially at his age right now it's like when they're when they're upset and they're angry they don't want to talk to you and they want to go punch something right you know um, so it's like, that's my job is to make sure that he never gets to that point. Like I always want him to be open with me and tell me something's upsetting him. Um, 
I guess that's just it's it's different too as a as a father of a of a girl or a father of a of a you you got both right yeah you have a son and you have a daughter yeah um and you wanna you wanna raise that you have to raise them both differently now right so that's that's in your head certain I, I feel like certain aspects of life you got to protect each one of them from differently right you know the problem with the difference for Not me sidetracked here no no for me raising a boy versus raising a girl is like I don't know anything I'm talking about when it comes to a girl only my own right. life only what's if I have wisdom from a story, but I right. can't express what she's feeling. I can't put myself into the situation, right. what she's feeling. But him, the problem with him is my son is like, all right, I'm basically helping me. Like, it's like, I'm, how would I want to be helped when I was a kid? Right. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, I do, I tell him it's okay to cry. I tell him that all the time. It's like, yeah. it's fine. It's fine to cry. But what are we, what are we crying about? You know, right. tantrums? No, that's different, right? Yeah. You don't, yeah, you don't, you don't, you don't mean you go out there and you let your kids run all over you, cry over just because they don't get their way. But like, but, you know, it's okay to cry, Yep. you know, so, so they, they, they learn different, but, um, so going back to, to the story of, uh, of Kevin is that, that, that's the huge issue, right? Is the fact that he wanted help, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, he, he didn't know how to ask for it. And that's he, like, and he legit, like, he was almost that stubborn where he's like, all right, I guess no one's helping me. I guess I got to do it then. Right. He thought that him walking off of that bus, people would see his face. Somebody, there would be a yeah. sign that would stop him. The bus driver right. would say, Hey, why are you getting off here? Right. You know, but a- I get after he jumped, I'm sure to that bus driver watched the news that night or whatever, if he didn't stay there and, right. you know, it was like, I could have helped him or stopped him. But that happens with a lot of things with us. Right. As you said, that's, um, yeah, there's a ripple effect. There's a ripple effect. Exa- exactly. That goes, the ripple that, effect, that right? goes. And, and the thing about, the thing about suicide is, is I said it last week, it's a permanent solution to a temporary problem and but what suicide does is it's almost like uh remember the exorcist did you watch that movie mm, yeah so at the end of the exorcist spoiler alert it was made in the 70s if you haven't <laughs> seen it by now sorry he um he uh he says to the girl to what was the girl was it raven the daughter, the girl's name in it i think it was something i think it was raven I, it might have been i don't remember so people, can, but... people are screaming at their, their screens right now <laughs> Um, especially me. <laughs> yeah. and, he, and he says, you know, leave her alone, get in, take, take me instead, get in. So he takes that curse into himself and he throws himself out the window. So if you commit suicide, like it doesn't go away. It, that, that pain you're feeling is now somebody else's problem. Right. Right. Now it's everyone else in your life. It, it's why did I, why did I let it happen? Right. Is it my fault? Right. Right. Why didn't I do enough? I should have said this. I should have. Was this a sign I didn't know, right? Was this a sign I didn't know? And the, and the problem, the problem with that is like, it's, it's not their fault, no. right? It's not their fault. It's like, if, if that happened to someone in your life, right, you will blame yourself. I'm talking about if, someone, if it's someone's close to you, you will absolutely blame yourself at some stage along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, the people I lost in my life to suicide, um, I hadn't seen them in years and years, right? So I, I'm kind of, I, I'm reasonable enough to know that just because I didn't, re- like if I had reached out out of nowhere to say hello, right? like I just know for a fact I wasn't fixing that person's problem. So that was sad to lose them, but it's not someone that's immediately in my life, right? Right. So if I were to lose someone immediately in my life, I would immediately go, that's my fault. But the thing is, I wouldn't blame someone else. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like if you and I had a friend, a mutual <clears throat> friend that took his own life and then I would blame myself, right? He's a good friend of ours. But I wouldn't blame you, even though you're blaming yourself and you wouldn't blame me. Right. So that's, that's right. the problem. You know, yep. it, it's, it, it's just, it's, it's horrific, man. And 
you know, the, the problem, like not the problem, but one of the things do they feel everyone's better off without them. I've got nothing to live for. There's so many different reasons. People commit suicide because just things get hard and there's yeah. not necessarily, I don't even want to downplay it and say there's no mental illness there. There's got to be somebody, like, even when the stock market crashed in 08. The, oh, right? those guys that were yeah, guys jumping jumped, out of buildings. Jumped from buildings because I'm not saying they didn't have mental health, but they just had built up such a lifestyle yeah. based on finances that that they just would rather than pick up the phone and call these people. Yep. They knew everything they had worked hard for is gone. They didn't yep. know how to rebuild from scratch. So they'd rather just jump. That right. doesn't necessarily mean they, they, they didn't struggle with mental illness, but it just yeah. sounds like they panicked. Their life as they knew it, right. was, it was over, over when really wasn't when it's got to, you got to rebuild. And that's the importance of, and I say this all the time, it's almost, and I use this as an example. If you're on an airplane, yep. right? And, and they, they say, they announce this every week, every flight, if the oxygen mask falls down, blah, 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 make sure you put your own on first before you tend to a child because you cannot help your child or anybody right. else unless you take care of yourself. Yep. Right? So that's the same. That's why it's so important that we build ourselves up as men. It's well said. Right? It's yeah. how we build ourselves up, right? And as it go to the gym, it's not to, I want to look like Thor, right? I, I don't want to have, yeah, yeah, I mean, it would be nice yeah, to I'm look like Thor. To let's, say. Let's, not, <laughs> you know, let's not act like we don't want that. But, you know, we... You go to the gym because it, it, it's when you build yourself up, not physically, but yes, that helps, right? But when you, if you build yourself up physically to the point where you almost change your image, you know, how, you can't fake that. No, you can't. Right. You can't fake that. You can get a, you can get a Lamborghini, right? Right. You can get a scratch off, get enough money to win a Lamborghini, to buy a Lamborghini. You buy that Lamborghini and I guarantee you the feeling will not be the same as if you turned yourself around physically at the gym, right? Because you fucking Agreed. earned that. You earn the living shit of that. You control what you put into your body. Yep. It was all you. You can't fake any of that shit. That's all hard it's, work that you've done for yourself. And right. and you go to the gym and what is everybody doing? They're all looking in the mirror, right? Oh, God, yeah. I, I know you may hate that, but right. all those people, it's it's rewarding for them mm -hmm. mentally to see what they've become, how hard they've right. worked to, to get those muscles. Not everybody. I mean, listen, there's some people maybe take shortcuts out there. And, you know, yeah. But, but I, I really... Um, you know, I, I, when you see the before pictures of somebody that's very, very big, very out of shape, right. and they've done the hard work, and you're like, fucking flex in that mirror, take a picture of yourself in the mirror, do whatever, you know what I mean? You've, you've worked, you've earned yeah, that. I agree. I you've agree earned that. that. And I you know that. that they're not doing it to say, look at me, you know, I'm, I'm going to get so much ass by how I look right now. <laughs> that's not what they're doing. It's just like, look, I've worked so there's hard. Some, something. There's some doing that. There's All right. Some, <laughs> I'm an ass magnet yeah. now. Look at me. <laughs> look at me. I guess uh, a little bit. And look at that. <laughs> right, rightfully so too, though. Right. Yeah. You've been. You spend your whole life overweight like that, and you've and you've dealt with bullying. I'm sure. Sure. And all, and all that shit, and, sure. and you've gotten out of that, and now you're like, I look fucking good, and I'm gonna own it, and I'm gonna be a little cocky about it. And I guess you you earn that right a little bit. You do. You do. And but the, the point is like of building yourself up because it, here's the thing, right? If if you don't have anybody in your life to live for, right? right. And that's this is the thing, right? If you don't have anybody in your life to live for, then make yourself so fucking awesome that you're going to live for that guy. Right. Or that girl for the, for the women. Listen, right? yeah. build yourself up so much that you want to be there for that guy. Yep. Not, not, you can have self hate, self doubt. You can do all that. But if you put the work in that, you're like, all right, I got to be around for him. Cause yep. for me dealing with depression <clears throat> my whole life, um, I had a few incidents in my life where the first one was I was, I mean, we've all played the, the, the kill yourself game. There's not right. one person out there that's not guilty of it. Right. Meaning that if you had to kill yourself, how'd you do it? Right. Do you know what I mean? Yep. And it's always, 
Um, um, but the person who just goes, stand in front of a train, just has the answer too quickly. Yeah. Right. Then you're like, I'm going to keep an eye on John. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yep. But it's, it's, we've all played that game. So to the point where I remember being back in Ireland at a family member's wedding, my kids were tiny and suicide was always on my mind to the point where I would never do it, but it's always like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to die, but I don't want to be here. Right. And that's what went through my mind a lot. And I remember we were all getting ready in my brother's house for this wedding. Um, my son was tiny. So he had a tiny, tiny suit on. So I remember going downstairs and he was leaning against the couch and he was watching cartoons, dumb Irish cartoons. Okay. Um, and he was in a suit. And there's only two times, right, when you see kids, like little kids wear suits, right? And that's at a, at a wedding right. or a funeral, mm-hmm. right? They're never right. wearing a two. No, then there's no other, there's no other reason for them, them, you know? You mean you might really want to make your know. kid look dapper, like a yeah. four-year-old at a <laughs> You might want to make your kid look dapper, I get it. Yep. Um, cause it's like boss baby, but, <laughs> but let's be honest. Right. So you're, you kind of really dressing the kids wear that stuff for either a wedding or a funeral. And I remember just looking down and going, that's what he would wear to my funeral. Wow. And I was like, I'll never, I'm, I'm not doing it. I will never do it. So life went on. I never, I never addressed anything to do with my mental illness. Never went to therapy. Why didn't I go to therapy? I'll tell you why I didn't go to therapy is because I had this weird theory um, which is, it turned out I found it in a book years later. I wasn't the one that came up with it. Uh, Freud actually came up with it too. Okay. Is that if you, if you, if you go through depression or you're in a bad place of depression, you go, shit, I need therapy. Right. I need therapy. And then you come out of therapy. Then you come out of your, your, your cloud of depression. And then you're like, I feel good now. I don't, I don't need therapy. Right. Right. So we don't, when you are depressed, you feel like you don't, you're not worthy of help. So you're not going to get help in the middle of your depression. Right. For, for me, at least, right. For you, you might be different. Other people might be different. So then when you come out of it, you're like, well, I don't need help anymore because I'm fine. So you're neglecting therapy because number one, you don't think you're worthy of it when you genuinely need it. But then when you're fine, it's like, well, I don't need it because I'm fine. Because I'm fine. So why, why would I go so back? So I did no, I got no help. I got no help, had nobody to reach out to. Um, I couldn't communicate properly. I'm not blaming anybody else in my life for anything of me not being able to communicate. I just couldn't. I'm not blaming anybody for not being there for me. I just couldn't communicate the pain I was in. Right. Right. And I'm a pretty articulate fella. Like I know how to talk better than anybody. Right. You, you I, do. I, I'll, I, get, right? I'll give you that. But, right. it, but but that's a different story because you're trying to express all this emotion that's built up in your brain. And it's very hard to, it's very, it's hard to, it's hard to express it. I, yeah. I can't do it. Right. I can try so hard. I can't do it. You know, it's very hard to express what's all the thing that's in your mind. It's like, you have all these things. It's like a, a, a firework in your head, right? It's like right. it goes off and when it, when it blows up, it's in, in different, different pieces along the sky, right? It's, it's, it's yeah. everywhere. And you want to get all that out at one point. It's like a, one time. It's hard to, it's like, it's uh, hard to express it. Plate spin, spinning. Exactly. At a circus. Ex- exactly. <laughs> just running. It's, it's just, you're running, trying to uh, hold the plates. Right. Exactly. You know, and, but I, I got worse and worse and worse and I can handle it. I'm fine. I would go to the gym more and more. Because I just, I was lucky. I was very, very, not that I was lucky, but I felt lucky at the point that when I had depression, there's two types of ways for it, right? right. Probably more than two, but there's two main ones. Number one, you will never get out of bed. You will just lie in bed. You have no motivation to do anything. Right. Uh, you don't want to have conversations with people. You don't want to talk or you can be the way I had it, where I just would spring out of bed. I had to keep busy to keep my mind busy. 
right? So I would get up the crack of dawn. I would go boxing. You, I would meet you in yep. the gym. I would be up at four in the morning to go boxing. Um, you know, I would go running like crazy for no reason whatsoever. Um, I would work and I would work and I would work on comedy and jokes and stuff and, and, and take gigs that were miles and miles away. And, you know, and, and I would take dumb gigs and stuff yeah. like that. So because I was just lucky, I, it just came built, got built in my depression, built in this work ethic that was, you know, not really good because it, you know, it, it took me away from people, but it, I was just, I'm kind of rambling a little bit here, but I, no, I, I was on. lucky enough that I, it didn't turn me into a ball of mush, right. uh, uh, you know, but I still had all the side effects. I got worse. Uh, I became very hateful, right? I would talk politics because I knew how to argue. Like I could make someone feel dumb because I was good at talking, right. right? Like I could go whatever your belief was in politics and I don't have any. Right. I think all politics is bullshit. I don't believe any politicians. I've never picked a side, but I could argue against either side just to start an argument. Right. right. Um, you know, I was just, I was just an unhappy person and, and I would, I would, you know, I would tell people I was an atheist, right. When I would tell myself I was an atheist when deep down I knew I wasn't like, right. I, I knew I, I believed in God. Yep. Right. But I would tell people I didn't just so I could like, oh, you get believe, their reaction. Yeah. Oh, you believe in that, do you? Okay. Anyway, um, because I'm smarter than you because I read more and it was just, you know, and, right. and I was, I was very hateful and, you know, I could, you could watch something like, like carb your enthusiasm. Mm -hmm. Right. And people go, that's just like you. And I'm like, no, no, he's curious. Right. Right. And he speaks, he speaks, he's my, I'm just an asshole. <laughs> right. And I remember I just didn't want it anymore. And I yeah. remember driving home from a show late at night. It was about one in the morning. I was coming back from, I don't know where, I obviously far because it's two in the morning. Mm -hmm. I was on the Southern State Parkway. If you don't, if you don't live on New York, it's just this open parkway late at night. And I was doing about 80, I would think. And I would just, I was driving and I was like, I don't fuck it. And I just went straight up under the grass, straight for a tree. Really? And at the last second, I just turned the wheel. I don't know why I turned the wheel. I don't remember making the decision to turn the wheel. Maybe flight or fright or flight, was it? Fight or flight took over. And Do you believe in guardian angels? I yes. don't know if I believe in guardian actual angels. I do believe in God. But right. I, I don't know if I believe in I get assigned one guy. Because if I knew that fucking guy is working so hard, man, <laughs> that poor guy, I would not want that job. <laughs> that guy deserves a raise if he's my guardian angel. But... um. You know, and I, I remember I pulled over and I had a breakdown and I thought that was it. I'm good now. Like I'm out of my system. And then it got worse and worse. I got, I got angry and angrier. I, I took on stuff in my life that wasn't good. Right. And then my last one is when I realized I needed help was I was home alone. And I'm not going to go into details no, of, of it detail. because it, it, believe it or not, it gives people ideas. Right. And right. I don't want to do that. Yeah. Nope. But I remember, and I can tell you off air. But I remember um, trying to find a big piece of paper and a marker in my house so I could put on the basement door, don't come down here, call 911. Wow. Right? And I don't know if it was the fact that... You've gotten that, you got that far to that. I don't know if it was the were. fact that if I happened to have a Sharpie and a notepad on me, <laughs> we wouldn't be doing this podcast right now. <sighs> or, but again, there were voices in my head that were just, some were saying, don't, what are you doing? Like, yeah. what are you doing? And then the other voices were like, yeah, you're fine. You're going to be fine. You just might just, let's just do it. It'll be fine. Um, you know, and then everything comes at you once, like your family. Yeah. 
you know, your wife and kids, what are they going to be left with? And then you go like, yeah, but you're insured for a lot of money. Financially, you're fucking great. It's gonna, you're going to be much better off with them. But they're not. Um, they're not. They're not at all. They're, right? not. they're not at all. So you tell yourself that and you're like, yeah, but don't do it. And you're like, yeah, but then, right. you know what I mean? You don't have to deal with this shit anymore. And it's like, but they don't care. They're better off without you. You argue too much with your daughter or whatever. I went to a stage where anything I said pissed my off. But then like the other part of your brain is like, the other voice is going, yeah, but she's just a teenager. She's supposed to argue with you. No, she doesn't like me anymore. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, my son doesn't respect me because of the jokes. Yeah, but you joke with him in that way. That's why he jokes back with you that right. way. And you have all these things at once. And I just remember um, I just I walked out and I just sat in the back behind my shed. And mm -hmm. I just, I just, I got to get help. And I just opened up and I was, I got to get help. And I have to get um, everything out of my life. That's, that's not good. No matter right. what it is, if it's people, if it's social media, if it's uh, movies, because movies and TV, right, can be can like trigger sponge. You, right? It's right. Not, yeah, sponge and then there's certain things you see that you like. But if you digest war, if you digest right. depression, if you, di like if you digest movies like Wrecking for the Dream, mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. Never seen that one. Don't watch it. Okay. Don't watch it because okay. it's great acting, great right. script, phenomenal cast. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Jennifer Connelly, Jared Leto, uh, one of the Wayne's brothers. I'm so sorry. I sound disrespectful. I think it's Marilyn Wayne's. Okay. Right. Just such a great cast. It's such a great, well-written movie, but it's like depressing. Uh, and so then if you, it, you know, you put that on and then you, you, you put another one on and it, it, it's like a Schindler's List goes on after <laughs> Escape from Sabibor goes right. on after that. Right. You watch uh, the Serbian movie, <clears throat> which never watch. I don't even Google it. The Serbian film. It's called. Right. And you watch those one after another. It's just, you just, you're consuming. Depressiveness. Misery. Right. Right. And then it's like, fuck it. Let me watch Kevin Hart movies. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Hart in a rock. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, it's, but I knew I had to get help. And, and, you, I, and you received help. You went and got help. Right? I got help. And it's, it's the best. And I've only since then, slowly, I did it respectfully. Some not so, not so respectfully, but I cut everything out of my life. Right. That has been weighing me down. Now, I still have depression. Don't right. get me wrong. But I just know how to I deal with it a healthier way. Because the way I used to deal with it was I would ruminate. What ruminating is, it's like, look, there's a saying Winston Churchill had. I don't know if he's right or he's wrong. If you're in hell, just keep on going. Right. right? You're already in hell. Yeah, you might as well keep, keep going. going. You're going to get out of it eventually. Right. That's right. what Winston Churchill said. Right. Um, so do you look, I'm cutting you off. No, please. Go ahead. Do you look at depression or or kind of conquering it, even though you deal with it day to day as like a sobriety kind of thing, almost on the same level of it. Like if somebody goes through it through sobriety, it's like a day by day basis. Right? Yeah, it is. It, it, you treat it like almost like an addiction. Right. Um, you know, and I'm just, I'm just so thankful um, for coming out and it, it's, I will always have, I know now because of how to fix myself. Yeah. And it's just funny that I went through all this training over the last two years too, just out of, because it's, you know, not that I wanted to fix myself right. type of thing, but I just, I found the whole conversation, the, the whole topic fascinating. But um, I think I'll always be depressed for my whole life. It's not every day, by the way, right. just, but when it comes, I know how to deal with it now. And I know I can confidently say I'm not in danger anymore. Right. Right. So now I will open up. You know what I mean? Like if I don't feel good, believe it or not, like I'll, I'll, I'll and the hardest thing to do is is just tell my wife the simplest things like i just don't feel good yeah. i feel insecure because you did this today and blah 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 right, right? Not, not saying it's 
True, but not, yeah, not saying yeah. that the people around me did something wrong. Right. But I'm insecure because of the way I'm looking at it. The old way of me dealing with it was I would ruminate. And I used to give myself credit for this. And ruminate was I'd have something in my head, I feel depressed. Okay. Okay, well, your comedy career, your comedy is shit. Right. So now I would just keep telling myself, I would get to rock bottom. Once you get to rock bottom, well, you can only go up from rock bottom. Right. So my depression, instead of trying to stay afloat above the depression, I would go right to the bottom. And once I hit the bottom, it's like, well, all I can do is go up right. now. And that's why my depression bouts would last X amount of time. Which is good because you you hit rock bottom, but you, right. you never bury yourself under the rock. Right. But I I force myself down there, right. which is not healthy, I don't think. Right. And so instead of me going, I'll give an example, like stand-up comedy, right? Like, mm -hmm. yeah, you're not funny because all these other guys have all these specials, right. right? I'm looking at their social media, which I don't do anymore. They're all on TV. They're doing this at the other. But then when I talk to them off, yeah. when they're, they're all these guys who are on TV and right. I talk to them, they're just like, yeah, it's suffering and they're not doing well with comedy and they just happen to get that one show. And now, oh, right, because they, certain you know, things have, I guess when you start to see, because that's how everybody thinks, right? Like how good this person is doing. Right. Like, how are they doing this good? What's wrong with me that they're doing this good? Yeah. But you never know behind that curtain as to why or what the, um, the gain is to have that person, the pol political, right? Everything's right. political in life. Yeah. Everything is mm -hmm. political in life. So there's some reason why this person may have made it over you. You know, you're a very, 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 very funny guy. And if, if oh, nobody out there has ever seen that. his stand up or, or watched <laughs> his podcast, this is one of the most funniest guys I know, professional guys out there. And it's just even just to go watch you that. at a show, you know what I mean? Um, but you and everybody else, when they have a craft that they want to perfect, you're going to be hard on yourself. And there's nothing wrong with being hard on yourself because you always right. want to do better. It's, it's a problem when you think that you've done good enough when reality is shit. You right. know what I mean? That's where it's a problem is. So it's fine to, to beat yourself up a little bit and to never, you just got to never bring yourself that low where you think everybody around you. And I get to that point sometimes too, where I, I'm like, wow, everybody around me is doing this and doing that. And why am I not? You know, I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm trying to bust my ass to do that and do that. But then you got to stop and you got to think, What's, on, what's going on in your life versus what's going on in someone else's life. And then you can see why they may be where they are versus where you are. Right. You know, um, and just to see the bigger picture and the reality of things, because it's it's in the life we live right now. It's just and with social media and everything, it's your job to try. To, it's not your job. It's it's to make you almost just try to be better than that other person, your best friend, your this, that person, this person, her, him, your best friend, your family. It's like something that everybody has now that's out there. I mean, you scroll through social media, right? It's like, I got to be better than that person. Now that person got a house right. shit and I got to go buy a, a, they got a three bedroom. I got to go buy a six bedroom. It's like, it's crazy now. Well, and I'm a, go ahead. Sorry. That's no, no, go ahead. I mean, that's probably a, another, another topic yeah, another of conversation. And media. I know I, I get off topic sometimes here. No, no, it's that's just, fine. That's, it's an open book, um, but, but that's, we'll do another episode on social media soon. But, yeah. But I said it before, social media is just people's highlight reels. It's really what it is. And the grass isn't always green on the other side. You yeah, know what I mean? It's, it's like, like they, they found some people find that patch of, see, here we go again about the social media, <laughs> but <laughs> all right, we'll end it after this. But some people find that one patch of grass in their 40 acre yard that's very green and they take a picture in front of that. Right. You know, but everything else is dying around it. No, I agree. I if agree. that makes sense. No, I posted pictures of myself on, on this big massive stages, <laughs> right? Thousands of people in the audience. But I never showed the journey to get there, the stuck in traffic, the suicidal right. thoughts of like, I fuck. <laughs> Not to laugh at you. But. <laughs> no, I know what you're saying. Um, but, go, but going back to it, I, I think, listen, so now that, I, now that I've got help, what I've done is I, I've surrounded myself with great people, like great yeah. people that only. I hope I'm one of them. That's why we're here. You are. That's why, that's why I'm here, man. Just I have kidding. no problem saying that. Uh, you know, I've only tried to surround myself with great, positive, like positive people. 
um, you know, you've got to build yourself up, right? So, yeah. so with that, I surround myself with, with great people and I have plenty of resources now. So which yeah. I, go, I go to therapy and some of the therapy, by the way, is just like, you know, what's bothering me this right. week? And you'd be surprised. And then that triggers a conversation of uh, anything that could, that could just trigger a conversation, right? right? About your childhood and all of a sudden, wow, that, you know, that's what that I say therapy out, right. is, is like, you got to dig. Yep. Um, you know, so the, the, the thing is what you got to look at, right? Is if you look at it at a scale, right? You're all, people with depression are always going to have depression. Mm -hmm. Just the way you are. I'm sorry. Uh, if well, be, if as you taught me, it's, it's clinical, right? right. It's, it, it, it can be clinical. Um, but you know, but you, you're probably always going to deal with depression your whole life. Doesn't mean you're going to suffer every day. Don't get me wrong. Right. Uh, but if you have a scale, right, this way I like to look at it. If you have a scale, you have your depression and then you have your resources. You want your resources to outweigh your depression. Right. Meaning good friends. Uh, I'm with you. I have, I have a therapist. I have an outlet. I build myself up with this one. These are all the things I like. These are my resources versus the depression. You do not want to have no resources. Right. Because your depression will win. Yep. And that's, you know, and that's what I said, going back to earlier, we kind of went off topic, but about building yourself up. I did that to the point where not where I just worked out a bit. It's like I challenged myself mentally, right? I went out and I started running. I heard an audio book and I've told a story a bunch of times. Um, I was running seven miles, which is the most I've ever run in my life was mm -hmm. seven miles. And I was listening to this audio book and in the audio book, it was Lone Survivor. If you've seen the movie. That it's is about, a great, great movie. Yeah, it's. But I haven't the, read the book. The book is just the book is. It's one of those occurrences where there's a few scenes where the 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 movie doesn't do the book justice, justice. and it's about it's Marcus Luttrell, and it's it's the movie with Mark Wahlberg about the four guys who got ambushed by two hundred Taliban, and one guy Michael Murphy from Patchogue, the town where I live in, uh, he walked out and took a bunch of fire just so he could get a reception on his phone to call him for help to save his other three brothers, right? So that's selfless, selfless. And then I'm running and I'm crying because I get emotional and tired mm -hmm. and seven miles is my limit. The most I've run. And I thought this was during COVID, by the way, this is not five, six, seven years ago, right? 10 years ago. So I remember listening to this going like, if they, that's what they did and you're going to bitch at seven miles, let's see what you got. Just let me just see what you can do. I'm running a field, not anywhere on a open roads, not on a high school track. It's a field right by my house. And seven quickly and easily turned into 10, 10 turned into 15. And then I stopped because I had to go watch a movie. With so my son is this what triggered the whole run over this prior, yeah. prior summer? Yeah. And then I thought, how much have I been living, leaving on the table? So then I said, I'm going to sign up for the New York Marathon. Mm -hmm. Trained for the New York Marathon. I did it in November, which is all virtual. Right. Did it in November. Then I did another one in October and another one in December. After December, I ran a marathon a week and I said, fuck it. I'm going to try push myself to run a hundred miles. And I ran over half and I failed. As you know, I got hypothermia. Then I went back three weeks later and I did it again and I completed it. And you did it around a track <laughs> in a <laughs> circle, <laughs> a circle. hundred miles on a circle, right. nonstop folks. Just want to let you know that. <laughs> but that's not that. And people go, I don't know how you do it because well, I'm trying to build myself up as a person. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm not out there trying to just do what kind of fucking lunatic wants to run a hundred miles in a circle. Right. No one. I did it to try to build myself up again. So even though I have my wife, my kids to be around for, to be here for, right. if, if all else fails, I need to be there for me. Right. right? I need to like, I need to do this guy a favor and be there for, for me. Right. Do you know what I mean? And the problem with, with not 
being there for yourself is like you're, you're, I'm not good enough, right? But when you build yourself up, you know you're good enough. Mm-hmm. Invest in yourself in not just hobbies, but invest in things that you're going to be just passionate about. Find the time to do it. There's, people say there's not enough hours in the day. There's, there's 24 of them. Yep. You can find one of those hours to build yourself up. No matter what it is, you can build because every step you take when you're in depression, I'm not good enough. You take another step, I'm not good enough. The next step, I'm not good enough. The next step is probably your last one. The next step is over the edge. That's hypothetically and, you know, literally. Makes sense. Um, the key, I believe, is just build yourselves up. Don't take shift from anybody. Cut cut whatever is that's in your life that's negative, no matter yep. what it is. If it's a friend that you've had since you were a child, but they're still negative and they're hurting you, mentally, they're slowing you down. Now, motivation speeches are a different one, right? You'll hear, you know what I mean, like a David Goggins speech. You got to cut this motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It's not that. It's not about pushing no, yourself. No, it's not. It's line. not as easy as this that. Is a different, this is a different talk to yep. you. This is get those people out of your life because it's only better for your health. And let me, and, and join a gym or join a boxing gym, right? As we have, I mean, shout out to Christian and Strong Island Boxing. Boxing. It's, it's, it's beyond just going to hit a bag and learning how to box. It's Mm -hmm. to me, that gym has been 80, uh, 20% learning how to box and 80% bonding and, and, and helping mentally wise and the people around it that we at least something were able happened, to something happened in his gym and i said it to him before on some of his podcasts something happened in his gym that he's just attracted a bunch of people that are all shit cool yep no 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 i was gonna say none of them there's not that many athletes in that gym the ones that are athletes are damn good athletes yep. but it's not man it's something about the community that's over there and it's it's so important to me yeah. that gym is and the people in it and the so. people around it and and everybody there i, I think has gone through something mm-hmm in their life, yeah. you know, that's brought everybody together. And that's why we get together so well. It's like a bunch of brains that walked in there holding boxing mitts. You know, yeah, it's, 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 um, it's been a real life changer for me. I mean, even, even meeting you, I've, I've ran, I didn't, haven't done a marathon yet. I'd you like to, did. your knee went out. my knee went out and that was twice yeah, right, right yeah. over the 15 mile mark. But that since then, I remember I ran two miles with you. I'm like, mm-hmm. I've never ran this much in my life. And right. then it went to, it went to that day at the track where we did, um, 10 yeah. and then I went from 10 to 15 and I ran that twice in my yeah. life. And that was huge for me. That's um, it just shows you, I mean, I probably should have trained it to run a little bit more, but it just shows what your mind can do, your body right. can do and what good supporting group of people around you can do. Yeah. So I just look at cut, cut the people that are hurting you, cut the thing. If you can, yep. if you can, if your jobs bring you down, I know it's easier said than done, but try yep. find another job, try find an hour of the day to yep. find another job. If it's, you need training somewhere, then take that hour and get the training. Yep. You know what I mean? Just, just. Cut the shit that's holding you down. That's that's bad for you. Yep. Just get just get rid of it. And like I said, just build up, build up yourself to the point where you are worth fighting for, and right. get the help. The suicide hotline is out there. Yeah. I know it sounds very final to say that. Nine one one. Your family and friends. There's so many support groups out there. Um, Do it. Know. And it's it's been I, I've been doing a little research on it too since I knew that we were going to talk about it, and it's kind of scary just to even see from 2009 to now mm-hmm. that chart's going up. Yeah, the suicides a year is going up. It's not going down. It hasn't been the same. It's going up. Right. I mean, since 2009 to now, it's basically doubled. Yeah. Um, which is which is wild. It's mm-hmm. just wild to to look at those charts. It, fuck the numbers. Just look at the graphs going up. It's, it doesn't matter. I mean, one's too many. It's it's. You know, it's, it's really okay to be not okay. Right. Do you know what I mean? It really is okay to not be okay. And we, we all suffer from it yeah. and there's nothing wrong with talking to somebody. And, and here's the odds. 
I, I, go ahead. Go ahead, no, no, go ahead. Um, the odds of you going to talk to somebody, mm-hmm. I can go bring that up to somebody. You can't. They're going through shit too. So sure. it's not like it's that person going to be like, ah, oh, you know, I wish I really. I, I know last episode I said, oh, you could bring it up to somebody they really don't understand, but they're, they're also going through shit too. So yeah. it's, it's very hard. Maybe they don't understand exactly the shit that you're dealing with, but they're dealing with shit too. Everybody is dealing with something right mm-hmm. now. And, and even if you guys are on two separate pages in the same book, yeah. um, just talking to somebody is going to help. It is. I mean, you deal with what you deal with. Mm-hmm. I deal with what I deal with, but even just doing this podcast alone has, we're on a second episode has helped me mentally. That's awesome. You know, that's great it's, it's cool just to talk about it and bring it out there and, and have people watch it and listen to it. Cause mm-hmm. even listeners that we have now, I mean, it's north of a hundred, which may not be much, right? A lot of people that may be like, oh, it's not a lot, but that's north of a hundred people that want to sit there and listen to us cause they're going through shit too. That's it. That's it. And, and, and to people at home, you know, to wives, girlfriends, partners, friends out there, uh, you know, just keep asking. I said it the last episode, yep. keep asking, asking because you will never know what men are going through, what we're going through because we're so fucking good at hiding it. Yeah. That's what we've been trained to do since right. day one. And that, that, that's talking crying. To- Get up. What's wrong with you? <laughs> yep. From day a man. one, you fall off your bike at yep. four or five. If nah, you just the stabilizer, what do you call yeah. training wheels over here? Yep. From stabilizers in Ireland. You it's fall off your bike, words. you cut your knee or whatever. Yep. Ah, get up. It's just a scratch. It's just right? a scratch. Yep. We've been trained. So we are way better than you. And at it's hiding uh, it. so right. Just, we are. So we are the best at hiding it. So just oh, check in. Just check in. But if you have little kids, your father, your mother, check in with them as well. Yeah. You know, stop the tell cycle. them not to hide it. Stop the cycle because it's, it's, it's amazing. Now, if I could, can I bring up some facts real quick? Yeah, no, I have, it, so it's just, um, just even reading this couple, couple of articles here, just this chart alone. Um, which I have read, this is, I guess the youth risk behavioral system, which is part of the Jason foundation dot, mm-hmm. org, I believe it is. Um, so even just the ages of 10 to 12, this is, this is beyond young boys. I guess this is everybody in general for the youth, which is, which right. is pretty wild to me that between the ages of 10 and 24, that suicide is the second leading cause of death. Yeah. You know, those numbers are pretty, are pretty, pretty crazy. I mean, it's, it's a second leading cause of death for college age youth. Right. And ages 12 to 18. And how many of them, how many of them were like Kevin? Right. Where he didn't want to do it. Didn't want to do it. And just halfway through, it's too late. Right. I didn't want to do it. I just couldn't find a pen and paper. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's, that, that's my point. If I had a pen and paper, maybe, you know, so all of those people, maybe they had their moment where they just wanted someone to reach out. Right. And I've, I've seen this, this, um, this viral thing going on on Instagram lately too, which is pretty cool. Um, people going around and it's just random people walking on the street and they're telling them, Hey, you have a, you have a nice smile. Hey, you look really good. Hey, you look like right. you're from Hollywood. And just to see the smile on those people's faces. Cause who says that to anybody anymore? Yeah. You know what I mean? I think, and, and a lot of them, it looks like it's going around in New York city streets, which is wild, right. but it just shows you that certain things like that. It's just people smile automatically because they're not used to hearing that. Right. You know, I started something in my gym, uh, and it's only with old men. Okay. I do it. <laughs> I know every old man in that place. I just really? start talking to him. I don't go near the girls. No offense to the <laughs> ladies because I don't want to come across like he's a creep. But just I the old swear to God, if you come with me one day to a plan of fitness yep. in the morning time, they cannot walk by the stairmaster without touching my leg, give me a fist bump because I'm the guy right. that goes over and talks to him. And like, you know, I run further because of you. You told yep. me 1%, you know, just like the coach Dakota would tell him, yep. like 1%. I'm like, that's all you got to do, man. It's, and I just, everybody, I walk in that gym, fist yep. pumping. I don't know, make sure and it's those, fist, not fisting, but a fist pumping. 
every, I, I leave the girls alone. <clears throat> But it's funny, now I walk in, right. the girls kind of go, hey, just like nice, hey, because like, that's the guy that all the old people All the old people, to. but those old guys that are walking in are probably so happy to have somebody who talks to them because they've grown up in rough times and they've grown up during that part too where it's just like, be a man, you know what I mean? Yeah, so man. to see somebody even have any interest or care or tell them, just, hey, man, just the kid is to push them. The connect, people love it. It's not an age thing. It's, it's a mental thing for anybody. If you treat everybody, and I guess I'll end it on this, which for me at least, if you treat everybody with kindness, and I started doing this, and I couldn't do it beforehand because I was angry, like I said earlier, I was self-destructive. Right. I surrounded myself with the wrong people and I did you know, the wrong things and I, I was angry and I fought with everybody and, and, and I, would, you know, I would cut you off in traffic and I would just, everything. Like if I opened the door, I'd run in ahead of you because I didn't want to be, you know, I do a joke about it on stage, you know, right. I'd run in ahead of you and stuff. And, and, uh, but now I'm just the kindest guy and I feel great for doing it. You know, I really, yeah. I feel great. And I think if you look for the good in everybody, I was with my wife and my son, we were driving through Taco Bell. I don't need it. I hate Taco Bell. Mm -hmm. We were driving through and it was a guy and I've, I never carry cash, right? And this, right. This, was, this amazed me one time. I saw this done somewhere, probably on Instagram years ago. And I said, let me try it. Ordered, pop the window, please. Now I handed the guy cash. This was foreign to me. My mm -hmm. brain didn't know how to wait for change. Because I always swipe my debit card. So my brain didn't wait for, if, does that make sense? Like my brain wasn't expecting change to be handed back into my hand. Right. So it, it makes sense. Give him the money, whatever it was, the 20, the 50, whatever it was. And the guy was like, do you want, do you want the nickel? Now don't make a joke, but do you want the nickel back? Right. And I was kind of like, I was like, what? Like, I didn't understand that he was asking me, how did I want to change back? Cause I, I, I my brain for years hasn't handled cash. Right? Right. I just, <laughs> I've never, I can't remember last time I paid for with cash. And he's like, hello, do you, and it was a kid, like a teenager, and he was overweight, and he was just fucking nasty. Now, the old me would have pulled him through the little window, <laughs> right? I tried to. But I go, I'm so sorry, man, I, I forgot, I, I, I zoned out, sorry about that. And I just said to him, when he handed me, he's like, are you okay? He's like, what? I was like, are, are you okay? You doing all right? Like, just like that, yeah. not in like, are you okay? <laughs> and this grumpy face, he, he, I sort of got, my wife was my witness, he just went really sad, he went, no, but thanks for asking. Really? Dude, and I was See? like, I was blown away. I was just blown away. And I was like, it was just around the time when I was starting to feel better about myself. Right. Therapy was kicking in and I had unleashed this, this thing, this fucking demon I'd been carrying around for me for so long. And I just had this urge to make sure nobody goes through what I went through. Right. And I asked that guy, I'm like, man, people are just suffering out there. They are. People are suffering out there. And I just felt good. You know, so, I mean, look at, again, I mean, that's all I got to say um, about it. But I just think, look at, uh, do you want to say before we wrap it up? No, I, I just, I, that, as you said, that shows that a lot of people out there that have angst and anger and, right? I mean, I don't know if it's one of the same thing. I'm, I'm bad with big words, but odds are they're going through something, you yeah. know, behind the scenes. That's that's the reason why they're so angry and so mad all the time. Everybody you know? is. And, and, and kindness does get a lot further out there, mm -hmm. you know. It goes a lot further. Yep. Uh, what's that old saying that you're... That the, the grandmothers would say to their girls, their daughters, or their granddaughters. Oh, you would know better than me. Why do I know grandmothers? Because <laughs> you know you're good with you, the old you, guys uh, at the gym. That's <laughs> yeah, true. You catch, you catch more bees with honey than, yeah, yeah, than yeah. vinegar. And vinegar or something, or something like that. Something like something, that yeah, 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 yeah. Um, exactly. But anyway, yeah. So uh, again, guys, if you are, if you need help, by all means. And also email us. I'm, like I said, I, I'm, I'm qualified if you want to have a chat. If you want us to read your email out here, we won't name if you don't want to. We'll yes, discuss be, be your great. situation. Stuff in, we'll discuss your situation. Yep. And uh, I'll do the best we can with it. At 
email us at, at I have manxiety.com. I, I guess manxiety.com was taken. Uh, was, it was someone. <laughs> I think it's some country overseas has it or something. I looked into it. Believe me, I tried. But guys, there's plenty so. of resources out there. There's plenty of resources out there. Again, suicide hotline. Look yeah. it up. Again, number across the bottom. I number guess across the bottom. Uh, for, for America, if you're listening overseas, find out yep. what your number is. Um, also your local police, your church, yep. even if you're not a man of, or woman of faith, go to your local church, go to your you local feel, boxing gym, go to your yeah. local, you know, a gym like that, because I know they have the gyms, plan right. fitness you can join, but go to a boxing gym, go to where yeah. there's, you know, a group of people that you're going to end up seeing almost every day or every other right. day that is going through shit as well. Right. And you guys become your own support group. I mean, you, you go to a gym, nobody looks down on you. If you're at a bad level, if yeah. you're like at a bad level, but if you're at a beginner's level, yep. the pros are not going to look down and laugh no. because they know no. what it's like. Well, listen, reach out to, uh, and lads, don't be afraid to reach out to your women and women don't be afraid to ask. Yep. All and, right. And go follow at I have manxiety on Instagram. Yeah. We're going to post a lot more stuff up there. Message us there. If, yeah, you know, you can message us there if you want to. There if too. You wanna, yep. If you don't want to send us on that long email. But uh, anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. See you next week. See you next week. Bye-bye.